How fashion and luxury will evolve in the face of disruption brought on by the pandemic, new technologies, and environmental and social concerns is a question top of mind for the industry. What will fashion look like in two, three, or 10 years' time? To answer it, we're spending 30 minutes each week with industry innovators leading the way through a changing landscape. I'm Hilary Milnes, and this is The Future of Fashion, The Innovators by Vogue Business. This podcast is sponsored by PayPal, the most trusted buy now, pay later brand, according to a recent survey, which gives merchants access to PayPal's 377 million users worldwide. Learn more at paypal.com slash paylaterenterprise. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Future of Fashion, The Innovators by Vogue Business. I'm your host, Hilary Milnes. Social shopping and content-led commerce are powerful tools for fashion that only gained traction during the pandemic. For platforms, it's become an opportunity to offer a fresh take on a traditional format. Today's guest, Munira Rafantola, the director of Amazon Live, is here to discuss the company's approach to live selling. We'll come to Munira in just a moment. Also joining us is Megan McDowell, Vogue Business's Senior Innovation Editor. Thanks, Megan, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So you've covered topics before, like who will be the next QVC. Why did you want to uh, spotlight Amazon Live today? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a couple things happening right now. QVC has been really successful for years, especially under lockdown. But there's been a lot of interest in creating what you know, many people call a QVC for the TikTok generation. And a lot of this is happening on mobile. It's even more interactive. It's more shoppable. And, you know, Amazon's web experience isn't known, especially for being really personal or warm and cuddly. So live shoppable video is like a a really cool way to build affinity while generating sales. And one thing about fashion and beauty, this is especially true because People really benefit from seeing people try it on, personal recommendations. And Amazon has really been pushing its relationships with fashion and beauty. So this makes a lot of sense. And it's cool because when you watch Amazon Live, it's kind of like QVC meets Peloton meets Instagram Live. And you can purchase, ask questions, see how many people are watching. And that's a pretty unique experience um, to essentially interact with someone on TV. Uh, And I want to know, this isn't like Amazon's only foray into video shopping. They've been doing video shopping in different ways for a number of years. They had a program called Style Code Live, which aired fashion and beauty content from a studio that was in 2016 and 2017. And in 2019, they brought in the Amazon Live Creator app, which essentially opened up the live streaming option to brands and influencers, as well as sort of Amazon vetted Uh, hosts. So um, what I'm seeing these days is a little bit more homegrown for obvious reasons. Great. And and so from the consumer side, why would you say live, live video shopping took off so much during the pandemic? Yeah, I think we all remember like the start of the pandemic, everyone was really kind of discovering live streaming, especially in the West. We saw everyone like on Instagram doing interviews, workout videos, connecting with people. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg famously said that uses were so high that they were really struggling to keep the lights on. So when stores closed and travel was restricted, stores really saw in brands, fashion brands really saw the opportunity to sort of connect with consumers. And a lot of you know, high-end fashion brands like Gucci, Moda Operandi, Farfetch, they all began testing various approaches to video shopping. Um, and it's expected that the total live streaming shoppable video market in the U.S. is expected to grow to $25 billion over the next two years. It's worth noting that this was already really popular, especially among Chinese consumers. 
And it's estimated that by 2022, an estimated 20% of all online shopping in China will be via video. So I think brands and retailers kind of for the first time saw that their business was almost entirely dependent on digital channels. And so they really focused their energies there. And a lot of tech startups kind of saw this big surge in interest and kind of pivoted to, to serve this interest and to add this capability. I think from my research and reporting, the hope is that many of these pandemic behaviors will stick. And I know it's been incredibly good for Amazon business, but there is a lot of competition when it comes to fashion and influencers and live streaming. So it will be pretty interesting to watch. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Megan. Um, With that, let's bring in our guest and dive in. Munira, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, Megan, I'll let you take it from here. All righty. Well, it's so great to talk to you, Munira. Thanks. Likewise. So as I mentioned, Amazon Live opened up to creators and brands in 2019. Why did they do this? And what should brands know about Amazon Live? Yeah, well, you know, we wanted to take the idea of a shopping channel, which is a very old idea, and bring it into the 21st century and modernize it for today's customers to help customers shop in a different way. You know, we know that customers love watching influencers for product inspiration and for guidance, but it can be sometimes very difficult to find the products that they're talking about. And so we wanted to take interactive video and bring it into the Amazon shopping environment so that customers can benefit from finding the products really easily, from one-click shopping, and from fast prime delivery to get the products that they're that they're interested in. We've also found that live streams, sort of like you were saying, you know, although they are great in a wide variety of categories, they are especially powerful in fashion and beauty. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. You know, fashion and beauty are trend-driven categories and taste-driven categories. And so people are looking to get advice from someone that shares their tastes. And live streams can really help with that, you know, because you find an influencer that you admire, that you trust, and then you're really willing to buy the things that they recommend. You're really excited about buying the things that they recommend. And then also, like you mentioned, you know, fashion and beauty are very um, tactile categories. Like, you know, when you shop in a store, you want to touch the products, you want to feel the fabrics, you want to try things on. And you can't really do that when you're shopping online. And so, again, this is something that live streams can help with because the influencer, the creator can do that for you. You know, they can try on the jeans, they can answer questions for you. So it's sort of like the next best thing. You know, you find someone that is a similar body type to you. And then instead of trying things on yourself, I mean, gosh, for me, like I would say it's not the next best thing. It's a much better thing. Like my least favorite part part of shopping is like that big stack of jeans you take (laughs) into the dressing room and like you got to wiggle yourself into them and then you got to wiggle yourself out of them. And like how much better to just watch someone do it for you and then also tell you what's on trend right now, you know, and then you can just buy the things that seem like they're most likely to fit. And so I think for all of these reasons, we see really strong conversion and really fun shopping experiences in those categories, especially. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's so funny. Like I was watching some of the uh, the Amazon Live videos uh, while I was researching this story. And it's like, we've all had that experience where you're watching a video and something you probably never thought you would want to buy when as soon as they're talking about how much they love it and you see it on, you're like, oh, gosh, maybe I do need this in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And it's also great that you can, you can ask questions, you know? So for example, yeah. if they're trying on like a white skirt or something, 
I mean, when I'm buying white, I'm always worried, like, is it see-through? And so you can right, just right. ask them, like, is that see-through and in sunlight, especially, and they can walk over to the window and like look down, they could show you like, nope, it's not, it's not see-through. <laughs> like you're going to be good with this one. And so it's really helpful. The past 365 days, we've all been on video more, you know, like we're seeing each other face to face as we're recording this video is now a part of our lives. But I can't say that, you know, when I go to shop on Amazon, I'm thinking, okay, I want to watch TV or I want to watch video or I want to watch someone put on their makeup. So how do you build this habit or even like an awareness that this exists? Yeah, I think there's maybe a couple of different ways that this happens. Um, One is that we show these live streams in relevant places throughout the Amazon shopping experience. And so when, like you might just happen upon it, you know, you're shopping for something and there's a live stream on that product page and you sort of get sucked into it. You can ask questions. You know, this happened to me when I was Christmas shopping. I was trying to figure out, it was like some fort builder toy that I wanted to buy for my kids. And I was like, I don't know, like, is this really good? Is it going to collapse? It was such a cool experience for me. Like you, like I run the program, but like just to see a personal experience, like there was an influencer streaming about that exact product that I was looking at. And I got to ask all the questions that I had. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is great. My kids love it. They use it all the time. Like they haven't stopped using it. And it just gives you comfort to buy that product, you know? And then I think the other way that it happens is that we've been working to attract creators that have fan bases outside, you know, on other social channels, for example. And they will post on their social channels about their upcoming live streams. And a lot of them will bring a lot of their fans with them. And I think that's a really, um, I think when, when people come over and watch their favorite creators on Amazon Live, it's a really powerful, it's a very different experience. You know, it's a much more intimate experience where you get to ask questions. Uh, you know, I was watching Ashley Iconetti and Jared from The Bachelor the other yeah. day on Amazon Live. And one of their fans typed into chat, I came on Amazon to look for random things to buy, lol. And then I saw you too. And I was like, yay, you know, and there mm-hmm. were a lot of similar sentiments expressed in the chat, you know, sort of people happening across their favorite creators. Or, um, you know, more often when the creator's bring their audience with them. So for example, we have Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules streaming with us mm-hmm. on, a, on a regular basis now. And one of my friends, Lisa, is such a huge fan of them. And um, and so she comes to watch them all the time. She, <laughs> she actually texted me the other day and she was like, I definitely want the Toms to keep streaming. She's like, it's the best part of my, li- of my week. How sad is that? So please give them positive feedback. That's how sad my life has become. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, she was saying that she really loves watching them on Amazon Live because she gets to see them just kind of being themselves, you know, and talking about the things that they love. And she gets to interact with them and ask questions. And she feels like they have, like they've always been people that find really great great products. She said Tom Sandoval especially, like is really like loves to share his product picks with people. And she's really excited about hearing them and and buys tons of stuff from their streams. And Mm -hmm. so I think that these experiences are what start to draw our customers in, even though they might not think of Amazon first for this kind of experience. It's interesting because um, I know we've had Katie Sands, who is one of the creators that was vetted by Amazon. Um, She's spoken with Vogue Business before, and it's really cool to hear. So, and as you mentioned, she kind of has a profile on 
on multiple platforms. She's known as sort of like a lifestyle personality. So are some of these creators, those that Amazon sort of vets and kind of hires in a way to create content and then independent creators and brands can also produce their own content? So is there like a mix there? Yeah, there's a mix. So um, Amazon produces its own content, Amazon Live. We have our own internal um, production team. So we will work with hosts, like we'll actually hire hosts to be part of those streams. Those streams happen on shopping events like Prime Day, on sort of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday shopping season, but also on a more regular basis. We have a show called Today's Deals Live that happens regularly um, where we talk about the deals of the day. And so we'll have, we'll actually hire hosts for those shows. And that, you know, when you saw Katie Sands, she was working with us to produce some of those shows. And then in addition, as you mentioned, we have the Amazon Live Creator app that you can download from the App Store. And that allows a brand or an influencer to stream their own shows independently. Mm, Okay, got it. So for something like Katie Sands um, and the other hosts like that, it's really lucrative, I can imagine, as a brand to be mentioned. Um, And and I was watching the other day, and it's really interesting because they have, um, there's another woman named Mako, Mako, I think, who streamed with her, which is really interesting. So for a broadcast like that, there's some Amazon essential brands, but then there's other kind of smaller independent brands. There's like a Reebok item, a Levi's item. The most expensive was probably like $70. So how do those products get onto that broadcast? Do they pick them? Do brands sponsor? Like, how does that work? That content, a lot of it is editorial. Like, we'll work with our hosts to pick their favorite products. And then in addition to that, we will work with brands to integrate some of their products into our streams and work with them on uh, how they want to present their products and what are some of the features that they want to highlight and and work with them on talking points. So it's sort of, it's, mm-hmm. it's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. And are you seeing, because I know a brand can stream themselves, but I know for a while now, for, for years and years, influencers and creators have been sort of a key way for brands to communicate their message because it comes across as more authentically. Do you see any trends there on if brands are kind of live streaming themselves or are they more commissioning or hiring creators to talk about their stuff? I think it depends on the brands and who is working with them and how they feel, like how comfortable they are on camera. So we have some brands that will bring their founders or people from the company to speak about the products. For example, uh, Chella is a California-based beauty brand, and they will do regular live streams with beauty tips and tricks. And then there's other brands that maybe are already working with an influencer as a spokesperson, and they'll have that influencer stream on their behalf. And then, of course, we also see brands partnering with us with our Amazon-produced content and showcasing their products that way. So it's sort of like, you know, generically speaking or broadly speaking, it's sort of like an advertising opportunity where you can kind of like a modern day version of product placement in a way. Yeah, I wouldn't characterize the whole program that way because there's a lot of um, obviously there's a lot of influencers that are streaming and that's not just about product placement. They're really sharing their own personal preferences. Um, But there are definitely opportunities for advertising within the program. What has the response been like among viewers? I know probably like the celebrities 
bring in some of their own audience, but like, how are people responding in general? Yeah, uh, we've been really excited to see the response. I think this is a really different experience from some of the things that are already out there in social, because like I was saying earlier, it's, it's unfiltered, you know, because it's live. And I think that really resonates with customers. You know, it doesn't feel polished or staged. You feel like you can really get a sense of who the creator is. So as an example, I was watching Ali Mano, um, formerly Ali Fedadowski of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and she was sharing her favorite fashion pics with us. And she was saying that she's not skinny, you know, she was talking about a pair of leggings and she's like, you know, I'm not skinny. Mm -hmm. But she said that she just chooses clothes that fit her body well and that flatter her body. And that just felt so relatable. You know, that's not mm -hmm. something that you would get from an Instagram post where you see like the perfect staged, posed, styled photo. This is more like someone just talking about how they, how they get to that point. And it just felt really relatable and it felt like really good advice. And I think that really resonates with customers. We see, I love watching the chat and see, you know, to get a sense yeah. of what customers are thinking. So you mentioned live deals. Um, so for people who haven't seen it, there's a carousel under the video where you can scroll through, see the products being featured and immediately click to buy them. Um, are some of these live videos, which... You can actually watch reruns, by the way, but like are some of these videos, do they have deals that are only accessible during the streaming moment? Yeah, we do. So we actually held a beauty event called Beauty Hall Live. And that was an example of an event where we had a bunch of live only deals. So deals that you could only get during the live streams. And we had about 30 brands um, participate with us and all offer um, deals that we shared with all of the creators and the influencers that were going to be streaming during that event. And they offered those deals, you know, they sort of got to pick and choose the ones that the products that they loved and the deals that they thought were really good deals and they could share them with their audience. And so not all of the deals are live only, but some of them definitely are. Yeah. So you've shared some of the best practices. I'm hearing really like authenticity, kind of candor being, you know, real about your feedback and advice. Um, maybe having some deals that are limited time deals. Are there any other best practices like length of time streaming, frequency of streaming, anything that makes brands stand out? Yeah, we definitely recommend that you should stream for at least an hour in general okay. longer is better because it takes a while for customers to show up. And then once they show up, you want them to stick around and sort of join the conversation and feel like they're part of the community. And so this isn't a format that works well in like small bite-sized TikTok style chunks, you know, it, it's it. sort of, it's more of a conversation. And so you want to hold it for longer. And then in terms of frequency, I would definitely recommend streaming on a regular basis. If you stream, for example, weekly at the same time every week, it helps your fans know when to show up and when they can find you or daily or just in some regular way that people can expect that you're going to be there and they can show up at that time. You know, we find that that works really well for creators. Um, I know at the Amazon Accelerate Conference in September, Amazon really encouraged brands to stream with like there's like a levels program and you could essentially get better placement on Amazon's homepage the more you stream. So 
why is Amazon wanting brands to stream? You know, we encourage brands to stream because it gives them a chance to connect directly with their customers. You know, it's sort of like what we were talking about before. You know, it gives them a chance to tell their brand story to personalize it in the eyes of customers. I think today's customers are really interested in who a brand is, you know, beyond just what their products are. Like, what do they stand for? What do they do? What do they believe in? Uh, What are their principles? And so it's a great way for brands to share that with customers in a way that feels authentic and feels very believable. And I think it's also a really great way for brands to build a connection with their customers. You know, they can answer questions and they can respond to feedback. So I think this is such a good way to make online shopping feel more personal. Yeah, especially for Amazon, which has such, I mean, they literally call it like the endless aisle store, like the endless, I don't know all the terms they use, but it's like, I can imagine it's overwhelming to sort through and find the perfect sundress or whatever the, the right sneakers. So I can see how that would be really compelling as well. We talked a little bit about the bells and whistles kind of from the consumer standpoint, from the shopper standpoint. What about the bells and whistles if I'm a brand? Can I see, you know, how many people logged in, what they clicked on, any kind of data sharing there? Yeah. So for brands that work with us for Amazon produced content, we provide advertising metrics, including reach, views, video impressions, units sold, chat messages, and percent of sales that are new to brand. And then for brands that are streaming themselves via the creator app, we provide sales, views, and engagement. So yeah, definitely we're very data-driven and think it's important to to share that that type of data. I could imagine that would be really valuable um, just to see like which products are most popular or, you know, when people dropped off or, I don't know, feedback on like the questions people are asking to help you kind of merchandise your, your items as well. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I'm kind of, seeing in the industry is shoppable TV shows and um, just kind of integrating commerce more into content. And I know, you know, Amazon has a TV show called Making the Cut. You mentioned The Bachelor a couple times. I've always thought, you know, why can't I shop The Bachelor? So is this something that you're you work on? Is, is this something that can happen? Like, like, what are you, what are your, what's your response there? (laughs) Well, that's not something that I'm working on. You know, I think that would be something in the prime video space, but I will share that, you know, I've been at Amazon for 15 years and that is probably the question that I get asked the most often. So I think it's a great question. Well, I mean, it's it's so funny because there's all this technology out there, but I feel like The Bachelor's been around for probably like 20 years at this point. And so you would think that they would have it figured out, but who knows, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like what you're saying is like the, the Amazon live content that you're working on is definitely more commerce focused and less like you tune in and watch a Q&A, like a talk show host thing, right? Is it more product centric? Yeah, you know, I would say a lot of it is about the personality and the connection that they build with their audience and that relationship that they're building. But there's definitely, you know, it's definitely going to be product focused. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the relationship is really important and what makes it really work. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I'm a brand and I'm watching this or hearing this and I'm thinking, okay, this is really compelling. I want to test it. What do I need to do to to try it? Do I have to be actually selling on Amazon? Oh, that's interesting. So most of our brands are selling products on Amazon. And if you are selling products on Amazon, the two easiest ways to get started with a program, 
you know, either you can download the Amazon Live Creator app from the App Store and you can get started streaming yourself. Or if you're work- interested in working with us on branded integrations, you can reach out to our sales team, you know, and we can definitely partner with you. And so for the most part, you know, that's that's the best way to get involved. But we did have Mitsubishi recently stream the launch of a car uh, oh. on Amazon Live. So Amazon doesn't sell cars. I was going to ask. <laughs> no, we like, haven't oh, started new. selling cars. You didn't miss that. <laughs> but they wanted to work with us because it's just such a great way to connect with customers, especially when you like during these times where you can't do in-person car shows. And so they thought this was a great way to bring this car launch in, you know, to customers in their homes. That was a really fun and, and powerful launch as well. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's very creative. And I heard also that I think JLo did a stream for her launch as well. She did. Yeah, she launched uh, JLo Beauty. That was one of my favorite streams. She was just sitting in her backyard. She had all of her product lines just on the table in front of her. And she sort of went through and was sharing why she created them. And, um, you know, so for example, she shared that when she goes on stage, like she has to wear a ton of makeup, obviously, and needed a cleanser that was really up to that job. And so she created her cleanser. I think it was called That Hit Single, you know, Mm -hmm. so that it would take all of that off. And I just thought when I was listening, like, yeah, you know, if it can take off her makeup, like it can definitely deal with my makeup. So that was a really fun, that was probably one of my favorite streams. And could people actually like, comment and chat? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that she would, I mean, did she respond or was it kind of yes. overwhelming? No, really? she was taking questions. It was wow. amazing. Like she was, I mean, there was a ton, there was super active chat and people had a ton of questions and, and she was responding to all of them and, call, you know, calling out people, like calling out cities, like the way you would do at a concert. Yeah. It was fun. It was, there was a lot of energy in that stream. It reminds me again, it's like the Peloton analogy, you know, everyone wants their, their name or their handle called yes. out when they're like working out or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, totally. It's powerful. Well, I don't know. When people call out my name, like I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like there's just something visceral about it that you can't help but love. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. It's been really interesting chatting with you. So we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Rainier and Megan. A huge thanks to you both for being here today. Join us next week for a new episode of The Future of Fashion. You can find all of our shows from this series on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Vogue Business website. For more coverage on the future of fashion, subscribe to the Vogue Business newsletter at voguebusiness.com. My name is Hilary Milnes. That was the future of fashion. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by PayPal, the most trusted buy now, pay later brand, according to a recent survey, which gives merchants access to PayPal's 377 million users worldwide. Learn more at paypal.com slash paylater enterprise.